हरे fraternal greetings and good wishes to all the brothers and the sisters wisdom requires repetition so that it is better established in us and we should be able to recollect it during our contemplations so that these intelligences which exist in human form can be activated in us thereby we are supported to experience the bliss of existence and also experience the original grand state of our being while we normally live only in relation to the mundane dimension of the being we are essentially divine all divine intelligences are there in us by our relating to them they get activated by our not relating to them they remain dormant and therefore our experience gets very limited so the idea of the scriptures is from time to time in their narrations 
they relate the micro cosmos to the macro cosmos they relate man to the cosmic man so that the cosmic intelligences they find they are awakening in us giving us a a grand vision a grand dimension and a grand experience such similar situations were there in earlier episodes but we are now with prudhu the emperor who is the ruler of the planet we should also know that we are also prudhus we are also rulers of our body which is also a representation of earth our body is a representation of earth and we are representatives of prudhus because each one of us is as much a descent from the divine as prudhu is prudhu the emperor is said to have descended from the most high meaning narayana our god absolute who conducts involution experience of existence and evolution in a cyclical form there is the path of involution and in that path of involution there are formations gradual formations up to the seven up to the earth all the seven gradations and the we reside in all the seven and we experience them and then we return back by finding the ascending path so that's why it is called a path of ascent and descent ayana means <coughs> cyclical movement ayana means cyclical movement ar ra means manifestation of that movement na means de manifestation of that movement there is ra which brings in the involutionary path and there is na which again retreats back to its original just like every day in the morning we are awakened and with awareness as basis we take to the three qualities of will knowledge and activity and then reflect upon the mind via buddhi and take to the senses and function with the body that's how we descend every morning every evening we retreat from the body from the senses from the mind it's a retreat every night every sleep is a retreat every awakening is a return into the world so daily daily it is happening with us our day is very short the day of the creator is very long for the creator also it is the same as we in fact according to the creator's characteristics we also 
ఆల్ ఇన్ లైన్ విత్ దట్ సో వాట్ ఎవర్ ఈజ్ విత్ ది క్రియేటర్ ఈజ్ ఆల్సో విత్ అస్ దట్ ఈస్ ది బ్యూటీ ఆఫ్ విజ్డమ్ మ్యాక్రో ఈజ్ ప్రెజెంట్ ఇన్ మైక్రో సో ది నారాయణ హీ డిస్టెన్స్ త్రూ క్రియేటర్ త్రూ ప్రజాపతి త్రూ మనోస్ అప్ టు దిస్ ప్లానెట్ అండ్ దెన్ as he retreats the beings are also retreated into the original state of being so each one of us on a daily basis we do the same thing we experience the seven planes if we are conscious enough if we are conscious enough we can experience our existence as transforming into awakening in the morning awareness and with awareness as basis we pick up the three qualities of the will knowledge and activity and these three qualities reflect upon the buddhi then we decide to do something for so that we pick up the mind to to enable to fulfill what is decided to be done mind picks up the senses and the mind senses body they cooperate to fulfill what is will to be decided so this is a descending order in which we come and in sleep in ascending order we get back you don't have body consciousness in sleep you don't have conscious con- the consciousness of senses the mind is also with ram the activity the three fold activity is with ram the very awareness is with ram into existence that's why in sleep hours we do exist but we do not know that we are exist so daily it's a cycle you know <clears throat> that's why many times when i speak to persons like navanitham we say our creation does not exist when we go back home and sleep and our creation again appears next day morning so every day we are escaping from our, our own creation however problematic it is isn't it creator has his problems with the whole creation we have problems with our creation <clears throat> so our body can give us some problems our senses can give us some problems our mind brings in all kinds of thoughts it has no filter it can give us problems so during the night they don't exist because we are withdrawn from the whole thing that's why the philosophy says this is like a, a theatrical functioning during the day once you are out of theater you are no more the actor only on this stage we act when we get out of this stage in the theater we are no more playing those roles you may be playing the role of a big king in the theater but once you are out you are not the king on the theater it is something out of the theater is something with us our theater is our daily activity 
where we pick up some dialogues some positions and some interrelations by the time we all slip into sleep we are all the same we are just this souls be it the king be it the servant once they get into sleep in the sleep hours there is no servant or the king both are equal only during the day we play according to how we have developed our creation so therefore when we narrate the story of prudhu or for that matter any story in scripture we should assume that it is our own story presented in a different form then only wisdom is relevant to us otherwise wisdom relates extraneous to us we are the basis and when we relate if we study ramayana we have to place ourselves in the place of rama if we are studying the new testament we should place ourselves in the position of jesus likewise when you study any story the main character is what you are and then you realize that much better so here prudhu's story is no other than our own story the difference is in prudhu all intelligences got awakened by relating to the story of prudhu intelligences in us are also awakened that's the purpose of studying a story from the scripture as much as it is awakened in prudhu so much it should also be awakened in us that is the reason we say there are about 19 to 20 intelligences which are mentioned here elsewhere in bhagavata they speak of 52 intelligences see as far as we are concerned we know the the planetary principles their placements in us the seven planets and the seven centers you can invoke them relate to jupiter to sahasrara sun to agnya mercury to throat venus to heart moon to solar plexus mars to sacral saturn to muladhara this is how we can relate likewise we can also relate the 12 sun signs in us the top of the head as aries the face from brow downwards brow center downwards as taurus the throat and throat and shoulders as gemini the chest as cancer the diaphragm as leo and then the that part between the diaphragm and navel as virgo and navel itself as libra and the, the part below the navel up to the genitals as scorpio the thighs as sagittarius the knees as capricorn and then the ankles as aquarius 
the feet as spices. In another order, right from Sagittarius, there can be an upward movement. You too, Prabhupada Purusthar. Akhlaena Dampalpada Prasthal into this. Please try to come in time. Otherwise you lose what is said already. <clears throat> the purpose of your coming here is to gain some wisdom. So therefore try to be on time. So the Sagittarius can be seen as higher Muladhara as well. Capricorn can be seen as the higher heart center. Aquarius can be seen as the top of the forehead and Pisces on the top of the head. Like that we can relate to twelve sun signs and the seven planets. We can also relate to that part which is above the diaphragm as positive node and the part below the diaphragm as negative node. By that we have covered twenty-nine intelligences. Twenty-nine intelligences. You can see the right eye as cosmic sun principle, cosmic sun principle, the right eye. The left eye can be seen as the cosmic moon principle. The the teeth in the mouth can be seen as these sprouts of wisdom. The roots that you carry behind within the teeth. They are all roots of wisdom. They are called Vidyankuras in Sanskrit, meaning they are the roots of wisdom. That's why there are roots for the teeth, which we only know when we do some root canal. When we get the root canal done for the teeth, then we realize that there are roots. We should ensure that those roots are kept intact but not killed. Killing the roots is killing the potential of wisdom, according to ancient understanding. They have to be guarded well. The teeth, they guard the roots of wisdom. They are not, they are not only for eating food or munching food, they are also the protectors of the roots of the wisdom. The tongue can be seen, the tip of the tongue can be seen as the place where the word exists, Saraswati. The, ear, the ears can be seen as the intelligences relating to listening. Listening. So like that, and the nostrils can be seen as the 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 workplace of the Ashwins with Mitra and Varuna, Ashwins. Mitra and Varuna, the right energy and the left energy, spirit and matter. The mouth can be seen as the place of Varuna because it has the waters in it. It can also be seen as the place of the fire because much fire is expressed, much fire is taken in through the mouth. 
the entire countenance is seen as the celestial king indra so like that there are many correspondences in every part of the body so if you relate the counterparts the cosmic intelligences if you relate them to us the planetary intelligences when we relate them to us all the fire ritual that we do i have given the correspondences in our body if you go through the detail of fire ritual which was already given very very long ago you will find the all those which are mentioned in the fire ritual there is a placement to them in our body when we in contemplation when we relate to them regularly they get awakened in us if we don't relate to them but only brood over what we generally think throughout the day our problems our problems in relay in relating to people joseph is not talking to me like that i can keep on thinking in meditation na <laughs> someone is angry with me you can think of it in meditation these things the local things come all local thought plane occupies our mind that's why the cs thought feed to delocalize us to delocalize us they would like that we relate to various cosmic intelligences which are in us they are in us they are in the cosmos so you build a bridge between them so that the related intelligence start functioning in you that's how we have to build bridges with the cosmos because you are a microcosmos that is the essential aspect of this episode because later the king prudhu he establishes bridges with every cosmic intelligence establishes bridges with every cosmic intelligence and makes this body very divine see the body should be seen as a cow as a cow why cow means it secretes just like cow yield milks milk there are so many centers of intelligence which can secrete the related energies and give us the related joy if you don't have taste buds in your mouth if you don't have taste buds generating in the mouth whatever you eat it is it doesn't give any experience isn't it what are you eating these days whatever is your of your choice but why do you have that choice because there are taste buds that generate in relation to that some people develop taste buds if they see a pizza some others 
develop taste buds if they see an ice cream, isn't it? So the taste buds are but secretions in the mouth, if they don't secrete. But this is a fundamental secretion which is common to all. There are intelligences which can secrete what we have been mentioning. From head to toe there are secretions. Head to toe. There are centers in the foot and the right feet and the left foot. Right foot and left foot which can also generate energies when the when the one when the on the left foot the right foot is set in a manner that the two ankles join the together. The two ankles join together. And the right and left foot when they are joined at their ankles and then when they touch the the genitals in your posture, that is what is called Padma, the asana which is recommended in uh, yoga normally. It gives an instant upliftment of your kundalini energy from Moolasara to Sahasrara. So how important are the feet? Whatever is in the top of the head is also available at the feet. So the feet have to be kept intact. Everything relating to the body has its corresponding intelligence. The more you know and the more you relate, the more the body responds in accordance with it. <coughs> See, we say the thumb is the soul. The thumb is the soul. The index finger, which we use, is the ego, the personality. The personality is the index finger. The middle finger is Saturn. The ring finger is sun, carries sun energy. And the little finger carries mercury, the energy of mercury. If you see this side of the palm, which is nearer, nearer to the thumb, it is all Venus. And the other side is moon. Like there is Mars and the at the side of the palm, there is Jupiter down under the index finger. So all planetary energies are available in the hand and how careful you should be in using your hand. The soul is there, the personality is there, all the planetary planet energies are there in the hand. So when we have such an understanding, you make sure that your hand is clean. Hand is clean not because we wash it with soap water. Hand is clean because we do things which are of goodwill. Yes, please, yeah, please do. But now it is... You did not know that the class is at nine o'clock? Thank you. English also, but where Jesus, man, you go Jesus or Chadao, Jesus will pay. Violent way, you know, Kathir Dhamma, you could do. What I am carrying. Hmm? Under Marcos, I would tell you, under, you know.
Thank you, Jesus. No, fine. Only thing is, you, you cause a disconnection to my talk, that's all, which I have to reconnect. Allah Chepana got out of Tiri, got to Paralas Mahanas. So, where are we? See, this is what is needed to be known. See, yesterday when I spoke in the afternoon about the descent of intelligences into Prudhu, there was a kind of a, a fall in comprehension in the group because it was a first introduction. It was a bit heavy. So therefore today I thought I would introduce again that the entire body has so many intelligences. The head has cosmic intelligences. The upper torso has solar intelligences. The lower torso has planetary intelligences. No jokes. Human body. The cosmic man is in the head. The solar person is in the heart. The planetary person is in the navel. So we are three in one, like the cosmic man. Whatever is with cosmic man is also with us. And this is repeatedly given in the ancient uh, scriptures. So that you relate to it and uh, come out of your uh, petty understanding of your being. Very petty. Muy pequeño. Very small. Our, our mundane issues which are very insignificant, we make them very big things and, and uh, suffocate and suffer in it. So therefore, there is a saying, people make mountains of molehills. Mountains of... See, molehill is a small, what an ant builds, a mud house. You make a mountain of it and then worry about it. While you are the mountain and all your problems are like mosquitoes and ants. How can this be gained, this this stature, when we regularly relate to the cosmic intelligences in the head, to the solar intelligences in the heart, upper torso, and to the planetary intelligences in the lower torso, and to the intelligences of utterance, which is called the word, from throat, from throat to tongue, the two luminaries, the moon principle, the sun principle. So this is how we should uh, impose the, the cosmic man on us. As much we impose the cosmic man on us by relating through the centers, we are cleansed, number one. Our stature is expanded, number two. Our ability to function grows in a geometrical proportion, not arithmetical proportion. 
that is why this, when the scriptures are written the initiates present in a manner that we recollect the same intelligences in us as it happened in the case of prudhu there are about 20 intelligences that are mentioned here in this whole form of prudhu 20 intelligences are mentioned so this is a kind of a uh, science of correspondence we call science of correspondence in sanskrit it is called nyasa vidya we have to engage with them through relating to them when you think of your right nostril as, as joseph is touching his nose it is pingala energy if you think of the left nostril it is ida energy we should not only think of the nostril and the cold that is feeling it we do this no one is pida ida left energy is ida energy right energy is pingala energy when both nostrils are utilized well the two nostrils will enable us to settle in sushumna energy in sushumna energy like that the right eye and the left eye when they relate well right eye is left eye is for sight right eye is for insight these are not my words these are the words of master jwalkul he says we are given two eyes and we have to appropriately utilize it left eye is for sight right eye is for insight third eye is for vision and so it is so from left to right and right to center we have to walk isn't it from left to right meaning from ignorance to knowledge from knowledge to wisdom so this understanding should be there when we think of the eyes so this is how every part of the body can be related to an intelligence of creation by which you you gain the related energy and your consciousness stands expand so that is the purpose that is the purpose so therefore let us get into the text now this is only an introduction for half an hour the class will be only till 10:30 don't worry about because you i introduce things and we have to re- re- retain them in you like this entire cosmogenesis we should be able to recollect right from the first impulse there are students members who have been attending to the indian seminars regularly for others also i suggest to listen to them so that you gain an understanding how it all began and where we are now so therefore for the moment in this seminar you kindly relate to 20 intelligences which are manifest in prudhu 
and then he will bring in some more connections he will establish connections with the cosmic intelligences and the intelligences within the body he establishes the connection first of all we have to awaken them secondly we have to connect them to the to, to their source to their reservoir to their reservoir see for example if we have to connect to the sun the, the left eye is the sun the right eye is the central sun the third eye is the cosmic sun like that we have left eye is the sun right eye is the central sun third eye is the cosmic sun to whom the light is supplied from above from what we call aditi from aditi to cosmic sun then central sun then planet so everything is over here at the top of the head the total light it descends in different ways this is what we need to do when we think of closing our eyes and contemplate five elements are there in the body and five sense intelligences are there five pranic principles are there isn't it everything is relatable so that's how we have to contemplate that is what is called contemplation upon cosmic person whatever is in the cosmic person is in us that's why every man is a cosmic representation on earth every man is a cosmic representation on earth but that's why we are said to be the the prince there all the we have the father and we are his children as prince we roam about on the planet as prince but we lose our original identity and from the status of being a prince we fall down to be that of a beggar we keep on begging on the planet for things it is just an upside down situation so let me relate to you again the lord of north bestowed the seven seven tissues of the body the lord of north bestowed the seven tissues it is the seven tissues that sustain this body this from bone to sperm all the seven tissues they sustain this body and when these seven tissues are in synthesis it gives birth the eighth then birth the eighth tissue in yoga we are supposed to prepare the eighth and the ninth tissue to experience the tenth one seven are given don't worry it won't do anything it has come to me and then come to you don't worry it has no program to bite us it is trying to find a way out so the seven tissues enable us to prepare the eighth tissue eighth tissue 
will bring in the ninth tissue. That's where you have. The eighth tissue itself is a light. The sperm itself is full of fire, which brings the light in the eighth tissue. And in the ninth tissue, it brings the brilliance of light. Brilliance of light. That's why we say Tejas. Ninth tissue is called Tejas. Eighth tissue is called Ojas. It is all prepared with the help of the seventh tissue, which is the sperm. So if you, if you abuse the sperm, you have lost the opportunity to build the eighth tissue. That is the reason why in yoga they say, be moderate with your sex. It is only meant to procreate children and ensure the continuity of the lineage. Because you are given a body, you have an obligation to give body to others. Therefore, only for that purpose you use the sperm and the ovum. Otherwise, utilize it in yoga to build the eighth tissue. But much waters flow down the bridge, so there is no scope to build the eighth tissue. There is a complaint in the West that in the East they speak too much about abstaining from sex, isn't it? The purpose of abstaining from sex is only when you have a program to develop the eighth tissue in you. When you don't have such a program, it's okay. See, when the waters are flowing in the river, as much water joins the ocean, so much the water is wasted. So much the water is wasted. What do we do on the rivers? We build dams and we collect the water and direct them into the fields to make them fertile fields and grow fruits, vegetables, flowers, so many things. Isn't it? That is intelligent utilization of waters which are going towards the sea. So likewise, in us also the energies flow out through sex. It's okay, sex is not prohibited, but sex has to be moderated only for purposes of preferring bodies to incoming souls, not for other purposes. When you do only for that purpose, the energy is available for upward movement causing the brilliance. The more and more you, you, you indulge into sex, the more and more there is a drain, drain to the brain. Marapanchesu. Ekku aapanla hunte. Anta ikkadanta ikkadu kuchyasu. Andi kada akashambhana nundi, shambhana sharambha andundi, suslokambhaina himadhi andundi bhuri. Pātāla munjere, there is a song, there is a, a stanza which says the waters of the sky come down and fall upon the Mount Kailash. From there it, they flow through the Himalayas and from Himalayas to the plains of the land and the, from plains they go to join the sea 
as much water goes to goes to the sea so much the water is wasted as much water is retained to cultivate the fields <coughs> the water is well utilized so the the vitality of the body is is uh, taken care of when the energies are used for yoga purposes that's why a yogi is said to be a man with great vitality great vitality from one place to another place he can just walk he doesn't need a vehicle an automobile or a motor bike from place to place from galilee sea to jerusalem jerusalem to galilee sea via the judean mountains jesus was frequently walking <laughs> <laughs> how could he get so much energy the vitality people have weak legs they cannot walk between here and retreat center from prayer hall to voltage trust voltage to prayer hall you have to walk you know every morning every evening ah this is for him this is because there is no vitality in us so the seven tissues are bestowed by the lord of the nar when you build the eighth tissue it is like you are reversing the process ninth tissue you gain the brilliance tenth tissue you are into bliss of existence that's how it is so the seven tissues are there with us do we remember when we do contemplation that we have seven tissues in the body we don't care we have the sperm we have the flow of awareness through the nadi system we have the blood flowing through the blood vessels we have the muscles we have the bones we have the bone marrow and we have the skin in all this what is it that is entering is in case manhi what is it that only one energy transforming detailing into seven different states of energy up to the bone the bone is the greatest grassest thing the sperm is sperm is the finest thing So in the downward journey from subtle to grass things form in the upward journey from grass to subtle things form so when we preserve the energies of primary nature nearly the spermatozoa then you stand the chance of building the eighth tissue eighth tissue so therefore north is the lord for all the seven tissues that we should know and we should ever be grateful to the lord of north for having given a body of seven tissues and if these tissues are in, if there is deficiency in these tissues we have difficulties in functioning there can be brittle bones brittle bones there can be a, a horrible itching skin psoriasis 
సూర్యాసిస్ ఈవెన్ వెన్ వై థింక్ ఆఫ్ ఇట్ వీ గెట్ ది జర్క్ ఆఫ్ ఇట్ దేర్ కెన్ బి ఇంప్యూరిటీ ఇన్ బ్లడ్ దేర్ కెన్ బి ఇంప్రాపర్ ఫ్లో ఆఫ్ ది అవేర్నెస్ దేర్ కెన్ బి వీక్ మసిల్స్ వీక్ మసిల్స్ ఎనీథింగ్ ఇస్ పాసిబుల్ సో ఇఫ్ యూ రిలేట్ టు ది నార్త్ లార్డ్ ఆఫ్ నార్త్ and be thankful to him it is one way of ensuring that the seven tissues take their formations in due order that's how you have to relate this relating is important so he provided the seed for the being see for the incarnating being what is the seed the body is the seed how is the body prepared with the help of the seven tissues so this understanding helps us to relate to the seven tissues by relating to the lord of nar it is from subtle to gross he manifests subtle to gross then the second one we speak of is the brilliance of the the brains the brilliance of the brains which is governed by the cosmic intelligence varuna it holds the the absolute god in various cells of the brain and keep it brilliant and it is the presiding intelligence which enables functioning of all other intelligences so this it is said that varuna has given a white umbrella the white amarilla is within the skull if you see the brain with its two parts it's like an amarilla so mystically the scripture says varuna gave white amarilla to the king prudhu so by that you don't learn anything unless you decode it exactly huh? so normally we use black umbrellas you know <laughs> normally we use black umbrellas but in the scripture they speak of white umbrella the white umbrella is the light in the head which permeates the entire right right and left brains okay that is the second it is given by varuna so we should relate in our contemplation to the brilliant light in a web of light in the head a web of light in the head that's how we have to visualize then the prudhu the, the emperor is given is is put to regular fanning so that he does not sweat that's how it is given see all kings have people who fan them you know from the right from the left they keep on fanning them why because in tropics you get sweaty you sweat a lot so therefore poetically it is said that each one of us carry our fans and that fan is nothing but the left and right movement of air through our nostrils the left and right movement of air in our nostrils which are which are considered as the fanning within the system this fanning helps purifying the blood 
the sanning helps purifying the blood. And then the Lord of Law, Dharma, the Lord of Law, He has given a garland of the laws. Garland of the laws. The gar- you know, in, in, in the Eastern scriptures, whenever they speak of a garland, remember that the flowers are from Sahasrara to Muladhara. From Sahasrara to Muladhara, there are lotuses. The lotuses, when they are all connected, they look like a garland. Meaning, all the lotuses are well-joined. That's why we set so many garlands. People, when they relate to a, gar- a garland, they should come instantly relate to the garland within. Seldom people do it. We decorate the deities with garlands only with an intention that the garland in us is well-formed. Well-formed. That is, the, that is the profound significance of it. So he was given the laws relating to all the seven centers, meaning the seven planes of existence. When the Lord of Law, if he says, the scripture says, it has given a garland to the king Prudhu, Meaning, the seven centers are well connected and there are, the flowers are well unfolded. When the seven centers, which are normally chakras, when they transform themselves into lotuses, not only they are transformed into lotuses, they are all interconnected. Then, you know the the laws relating to each plane. The physical plane law is one. The emotional plane, vital plane law is another. The mental plane is still another. Buddhi plane, yet another. Like that, the seven planes have seven different laws to relate to. That's why there are seven judges, you know. The seven judges preside over the seven centers to see if one has followed the law or did not follow the law. So it's all about the law, this. So four intelligences, the Lord of Nath, Varuna, and Vayu, the air who gave us the ability to breathe in and breathe out. And then the garland of flowers which contain the laws relating to the seven planes. And then there is Indra, meaning the king celestial who presides over our sensorium. Indra means he is the counterpart of the Lord. In in the Vedic understanding, Indra means idamdra, meaning the one who protects all that is created. He has no role to play when there is no creation. When we create something, there has to be a protector to that. Isn't it? When we build such a house, you need someone to protect it. 
That's why we have watchmen to protect. Who are, who are generally absent. <laughs> when you have an apartment complex, there will be a watchman, isn't it, to watch over. So that is what is called Indra. Indra means the one that protects all that is manifest in the system. He, he is the king of the intelligences. He is called the king of devas, meaning king of intelligence. He protects the intelligences from what? From the diabolics. The divine intelligences are to be protected from diabolics. Where from the diabolics come? They come from ignorance. In us there are diabolics also. In fact, there are many. As much ignorance as we carry, so much diabolism prevails in us. As much knowledge we adopt to in our daily life, so much the divine intelligences are at work. Because in creation they are diabolics. So the man being a microcosmos, in him also there are diabolics. Don't think we are out of danger. They are always over there. The moment you step into the wrong direction or an ignorant direction, the diabolics awake. If you function in tune with the law, the divine intelligences awake. That's how it is. So the king of divine presides over the whole system, staying here, staying at the just above the bro center, below the agnya center. His work is to protect. Protect what? Protect the divine intelligences. Ensure that the diabolics don't enter. May we shut the door where evil dwells. That's how every morning we invoke, no? May we shut the door where evil dwells. Isn't it? But... Uh, the diabolos laugh at us. The diabolos, they laugh at us. What is it that these humans can do if they decide to get it? Can you shut a door upon a diabol? He is more powerful than him. Therefore, we seek the support of the divine to shut the door. When is the, when is the utterance relating to shutting the door comes? In the fourth strophe, isn't it? First we invoke the light, then the love, then the will. After that we speak of, with their help, with the help of the Trinity, we shut the door where the evil does. So Indra helps to protect us by supplying the divine support and abstaining the intrusion of the diabolism. His place in us is at the Indra. When you say Indra, Yaswaha, you have to think here. Now, spiritual, many of these intelligences do function. We invoke them. But when we invoke at the right place, they would come and occupy, they get awakened, and they would help us. So that's how he has set 
crown on the head which has you know when the crown is set on the king's head it also covers the entire forehead up to this point like that there would be the crown from this point up over the entire brain is covered it's not if a, if if a man knows how to make a crown he should make a the crown with a kind of projection up to the center and there has to be a precious gem over there which is called sapphire sapphire indra neelam this card is the blue of indra the sky blue is called the color of indra so that's why when when crowns are made they are made to cover all the top of the head but with a projection up to this point that's how the crowns are made so such a crown he has decorated to protect all the intelligences in the head and then the the lord of the of the lord pluto you know pluto is the one who who ensures that we follow the law there is the giver of the law there is the the one who implements the law the law is given but someone has to implement it the 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 agents of implementing the law are this saturn and pluto saturn and pluto the cosmic intelligence relating to that is called yama he permeates the entire column he permeates the entire column when we have built the spinal column with complete light it means we hold the rod of law the rod of law so that rod of law is what is given by the lord of pluto who is called yama the cosmic regulator the cosmic regulator there is a law giver and there is a regulator see law is given by jupiter the regulation comes from saturn jupiter the teacher he tells us how we have to be how we have to function he is not punitive but saturn is the teacher who shows the rod see in our olden days i don't know in your case we used to have teachers in the school with a baton on the table if someone is making noise he will go and hit him that was the old system is what is that to set him into order so yama the lord of pluto if he, if he is pleased with you your entire column functions as the rod of the the ruling rod of the king same rod an initiate also has that's why they hold outside also a rod and when the arrows rod is the hand of moses it does all kinds of acts supernatural acts because he has mastered the regulation relating to the law 
arrow's rod. Every master of wisdom carries visibly a rod and invisibly he always carries a rod with him. Invisibly he always carries a rod with him. And then the creator, the creator has given the the knowledge relating to existence, awareness, activity, existence, awareness, activity and the related creation. He gave the four steps of Veda. What is, and all that is preserved in the heart. All that is preserved in the heart. Then the the lady of speech, Saraswati, Minerva in Greece, in Greek mythology. The word, it descends from most high circles in four steps, which we speak of in the book Saraswati, the word. There is the word beyond and the word descends as an idea. The idea details into a thought form. And that thought form is spoken out through the tongue. Over here, there is expression of sound. Before that, it exists. It exists in the space as it descends into you as an idea, as a seed. It is already the second state, the descent of the word. Then the word details into a plan, that is the third state. And in the fourth state, it is either <coughs> manifested or spoken out. So for all that, the, the, the lady of the word, it is, the word is always considered to be female because it is ever-flowing, expressive and outgoing. The male is not very outgoing. The male is not very outgoing. He remains stable. He supports the female. Just like a proton supports the electron and the electrons multiply themselves. The existence supports awareness. Awareness flows out into various dimensions and manifests all. So therefore, this is, this is a flowing energy. Never stable. Anapagaminim, that's how we say in Harani, in the Sri Sukta. So she is ever flowing energy. And that lady, she gave the blessing so that expressions coming from the king, actions coming from the king will be in tune with the divine plan. Will be in tune with the divine plan. And it, she has given the detail of the sounds to him. The detail of the sounds to him. <laughs> if, in, if you look to the any Sanskrit dictionary, you will find 52 letters. So it's a garland of 52 letters. 16 are ovals. 16 are ovals. 25 are consonants. Eleven are these seed sounds. They are called 
seed sounds, meaning mantric sounds. All are mantric sounds, but these are special sounds. You can look to any book. I can only utter four, just for your information. The ovals are a, a, e, e, u, u, ar, ar, al, al, a, a, i, o, o, au. That's how there are six syllables. Amaha. Sixteen ovals are there. And then there are twenty-five consonants. There are five variations of ka. Ka. Ka, ka. Ka, kha, ga, gha, inya. Ka, kha, ga, gha, inya. Cha, cha, ja, ja, ini. Ta, ta, da, da, na. Ta, ta, da, da, na. Pa, pa, ba, ba, ma. These are all the twenty-five consonants. Ka, cha, ta, ta, pa are the categories of consonants. Ka, you utter at the beginning of the gutters. Ovals are uttered at the throat. A, I, O, A, all these ovals. A, A, I, I, U, U, you don't need the mouth. A, A, I, I, U, U, A, A, I, O, 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 A, A, like this. Just the throat. Then come the the two jaws from where ka comes at the innermost part of the mouth. Gattara Svika. Cha is at the palate. So that, that's why if you say ka, ka, ga, ga, nya, they are all in the beginning of the throat, the, the mouth. Cha is already in the palate. Cha, cha, ja, ja, ini. Ta, when you say ta, it is already further out. Ta is at the gums, at the gums. Ta, ta, da, da, na. You can see, you can understand when you say ta, where does your tongue touch? Ta. It touches the, the gums. Then if you say ta, ta is already with the dentals. Ta, ta, da, da, na. If you say pa, they are with the lips, labials. That's how Sanskrit language is arranged from within to without. From within to without it is arranged. The ovals are at the throat, the consonants are at the mouth in a, in a regular order. From the beginning of the, the palates, to the lips, ka, 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 ga, ga, inya, cha, cha, ja, ja, ini, ta, ta, da, da, na, ta, ta, da, da, na. If you don't have teeth, you cannot say ta. If you lose your frontal teeth, you cannot say ta. And pa, pa, ba, ba, ma, labials. So this arrangement of from within to without, from subtle to grass, that's the beauty of this language. <coughs> it is in tune with creation. It is 
in tune with creation. Then there are eleven special sounds. They are all called ya. There is a sound yam. Yam. Ya, ra, la, va, se, sha, sa, ha, la, sha, and rr, rr. It's called bandira. Bandira anta. Bandira anta rr anta. It's a trill. So these are all seed sounds which are with this 11 25 and 16 if you add up you get to 52 letters this arrangement when all these 52 letters they exist in the patterns relating to our chakras they are there in the patterns relating to our chakras our padmas our lotuses see if you see any book karna chakras they speak of all these letters all these letters 52 letters that's why the mother saraswati has 52 centers in the body that's how it is panchashat peetha roopini ante ardham adita in all the 15 patterns when the 50 52 sounds when they are active you are completely filled with knowledge that's the beauty of it for further detail you kindly refer to the any etymological sanskrit dictionary and they are all available now these days so that's how the he was bestowed with that kind of, that means all those intelligences are in us also please remember so when we speak of mooladhara in the books they say sam 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 ham like that when it comes to heart many times i informed you ka kha ga gha inya there are 12 letters from ka to tha and these 12 letters awaken these 12 sounds awaken the 12 petals of the heart lotus that's why it is called katha upanishad if we say om namo bhagavate vasudevaya it is also a 12 syllable mantra which awakens the heart center it said it's a knowledge by itself this 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 is. the letters and the related sounds and their placement in the body is a knowledge by itself so that is what is bestowed till this we have yesterday really covered but i repeated because by repetition it, it stays with us better so when you look in see 
when we look in and we look to these intelligences and us we get engaged for long hours otherwise as we close the eyes we are compelled to open the eyes because the local thoughts prevail <laughs> and the local thoughts push you into objectivity so you open the eyes this kind of contemplations we can think of as i said about the planets about the sun signs about all cosmic intelligences keep on relating to them in you in the related centers that is a major work of discipleship in contemplations that how it has to be so then came sudarshana meaning the wheel of good vision the lord he is he is a descendant of narayana narayana exists as sec- in the creation as the second logos vishnu who holds the wheel of time so when you get the wheel of time you get the knowledge of time the knowledge of time when you have you have a good vision of things isn't it if someone gives a, a celestial wheel the meaning is you are given the vision when you gain the vision of things to come and vision of things that have happened and vision of what we have to do now the past the present and the future when you get get its entire vision it is called bestowed with endowed with the celestial wheel so when you get this you will clearly see who you are and what is all around you you see whom you see what is all around you this is how the eighth intelligence is endowed eighth intelligence till now we covered eight intelligences you can count kubera the lord of north varuna the one who gave us the umbrella which is in the the light in the head in the brains and then vayu the air that gives the pranic principle of inhalation and exhalation and pulsation and then there is the lord of law who gave us the law and then we have indra who gave us the ability to protect what is given not all can protect what is given that one and then we have yama the sixth one who ensures that the law is followed and then creator who gave us the knowledge of fourfold existence and then the lady saraswati who gave the knowledge of the sounds and one is kubera two is varuna three is vayu four is the lord of la fourth is uh, fourth fourth is lord of la fifth is indra sixth is yama the lord of regulation seventh is brahma eighth is saraswati and uh, ninth is the the it's the, the ability to speak which only humans have which is also comes from saraswati then 10th comes from vishnu the 
సరస్వతి విత్ ది వర్డ్ విచ్ ఆల్సో ఇంక్లూడ్స్ ఎబిలిటీ టు స్పీచ్ నైన్త్ ఈస్ ది సెలెస్టియల్ వీల్ విచ్ ఈస్ బెస్ట్ అనర్స్ ది నాలెడ్జ్ ఆఫ్ టైం నాలెడ్జ్ ఆఫ్ టైం లీడ్స్ అస్ టు ఎక్స్పీరియన్సింగ్ ది సెల్ఫ్ ఎక్స్పీరియన్సింగ్ ది సెల్ఫ్ ఈస్ పాసిబుల్ త్రూ నాలెడ్జ్ ఆఫ్ టైం అండ్ దెన్ టెన్త్ వన్ ఇట్ ఈస్ సెడ్ దట్ యు ఆర్ గివెన్ బై ది లార్డ్ శివా ఇన్ ది స్క్రిప్చర్ ఇట్ ఈస్ గాడ్ శివా హుయి సెట్ ఈస్ ది కాస్మిక్ విల్ ది కాస్మిక్ విల్ ఎక్సిస్ట్ ఇన్ అస్ యాజ్ ది డిస్క్రిమినేటివ్ విల్ కాస్మిక్ విల్ ఫంక్షన్స్ ఇన్ అస్ యాజ్ డిస్క్రిమినేటివ్ విల్ మీనింగ్ ఇట్ టెల్స్ వాట్ వీ ఆర్ టు డూ జనరల్లీ వీ గో బై వాట్ వీ వాంట్ టు డూ జనరలీ వీ గో బై వాట్ వీ వాంట్ టు డూ బట్ ఇఫ్ యూ హ్యావ్ ది విల్ ఆఫ్ ది లార్డ్ ది విల్ ఆఫ్ ది లార్డ్ ఈస్ ఎక్స్ప్రెస్ యాజ్ ది క్రెసెంట్ మూన్ ఆన్ ది హెడ్ ఆఫ్ ది లార్డ్ శివా ఇన్ ది పురాణిక్ సింబాలిజం దట్ ఈస్ వాట్ వీ కాల్ ది డిస్క్రిమినేటివ్ విల్ it can this it can dissect in a given situation it can dissect what is to be done between in a situation what is to be done is what is called the ability to discriminate it is like a sword which can divide between what is to be done and what is not to be done so that's why the scripture says the the lord of crescent moon gave a sword gave a sword which enables you to discriminate and and do what is to be done to discriminate and and ensure that what is to be done that's why if you worship upon lord vishnu lord shiva when there is a crescent moon here you should know this crescent moon is what he bestows on us when we relate to shiva's crescent moon which gives us the ability to discriminate between the permanent and impermanent between the desire and the duty between what is to be done and what is not to be done the discrimination only humans have animals don't have it no other species has it the humans have the discriminative which is number 10 and then the lady of the cosmic will whom we call the mother parvati she gave a a, a shield that protects a shield and that that protects the it's a round shield with which you defend you know that, that disc he may have he may be seeing the movie captain america there he always uses it he always so these are all symbolic these kings when they fight they have a sword they have also a shield to protect 
this protective shield which is very circular is said to be the the, the disk of lunar dimension lunar dimension there is a way to see how long you would be protected you are protected by your longevity <laughs> isn't it <coughs> the whole body with which you function it has a time dimension it has a time dimension beyond a point we cannot hold on to this so the holding of the shield is the time span for which you hold this body which is counted by the lunar cycle only through lunar cycle you will, you can know what is the longevity that you have in this body the ayush the ayush ayush means longevity the span of life the span of life relating to the body if you know if you know how long you are going to be in this body you can finish your jobs before the body collapses is it is it not a big knowledge if we know when we depart from this body or when the body collapses you would accordingly plan your actions to complete them before you depart this knowledge comes through your understanding of moon cycles your understanding of moon cycles for that the, the lunar based astrology is very important if you know the lunar based astrology it gives you periods and sub periods periods and sub periods which are called dashas and antar dashas dashas and antar dasha meaning periods and sub periods so when you know what is the weakest planet in your horoscope what is the weakest planet in your horoscope and its relation to your eighth house eighth house is the house of death eighth house so if this may this, this eighth house planet are the weakest planet of the eighth house when you get into that period and the sub period you are very likely to leave the body the so calculations can be made in in 1983 in munich master ike taught this to the group the periods and sub periods and how one would live when the when the planet of the eighth house which is also correlatable to the weakest of the planets in the horoscope <coughs> when you get into that sub period you would lose your body so it was he also said if you want you can give me any person's birthday i will make a chart prepare dashas and antar dashas meaning periods and sub periods 
I'm tell you when you would die. Then he also suggested, don't give me your horoscope. Don't give me your horoscope. Because if I say this, that by such and such a time you die, you will start worrying from now. <laughs> for a, but for, a, for an initiate, if he knows, he plans and does things accordingly. He does not, he is not worried. So he said, Master Rike suggested to the group, you give the date of birth of a person who has already died, who already left the body. So you give me date of birth, I will tell you the period where that person has left. So he made calculations with the help of a, a lady who died, His day, her date of birth was given. And master prepared the periods and sub-periods on the blackboard and ultimately indicated a three-month period that in this period she would have gone. And exactly it was so. The man who gave the date of birth gave his, her, his aunt's date of birth. The aunt's date of birth. Who passed away. You know who gave it? Our Paul Mainberg, he gave it. He gave his aunt's detail to see if what master, the science of astrology as master explained. So the, a date of birth is indicative of, of, of the date of death already. When you are born, when you gain a body, you are bound to lose it one day or the When you gain the body, you are bound to lose it one day or other. So when you know when you lose it, you would, in the meanwhile, organize and complete your job. So the mother, Parvati, she gave such knowledge to Prudhu, meaning we as representatives of Prudhu should also gain that kind of knowledge. The likely time that we depart so that we organize better and get ready for the purpose. That's how there are three more things I informed you from yesterday. Yesterday I informed about eight things. Today I inform about the celestial will that gives you self-realization, the discriminative will, and also the knowledge relating to lunar cycles. Lunar cycles. will continue in the afternoon. I am not in a hurry to complete the story. I am deeply interested to ensure that you know various dimensions that exist with us, which we have to, by constant relation, awaken the minutes. Thank you so much. You can relax and try to recollect what is already said. That would be helpful. May that be so with all of you. We'll meet at half past four again. Thank you. Namaskar.